kind of want to talk about that too okay um should you do you want to go or should i go you go you go that wonderful wonderful car short-lived short-lived <laughs> um a precursor our precursor to the wonderful compact automobiles that we enjoy today the yugo yeah from yugoslavia from yugoslavia that's right um well, I mean, before you can even talk about reality, you have to talk about the, you know, the nature of, of what is, what is, what is, what is reality? The, the physical, the non-physical, what do you, there's a lot going on. Um, and. You mean it depends what, on what is, is? Well, what resembles, if you said what is reality and, and then the, the description that, that would come, uh, you know, largely depends on, on the instruments that you use to measure the data. We found. Um, I'm I'm going with that so far. Uh, obviously, we've we've at this point we understand the brain enough to know that that it takes in an incredible amount of information. Um, this is understood. It's processing, you know, in a way that a computer can't really, right now. So we're talking about a line between physical evidence and perception. Um. I'm saying information, uh, perception largely comes down to information processing. Right. Uh, inf- information processing capability, how many bits of information, but, but, but then we find out that that's not really the whole story because, you know, even with all of that processing, the, the human brain largely doesn't seem to use a lot of it to produce the experience of reality. It, it, it seems to be taking in the data, uh, possibly storing it, who, who's to say, but it, it does seem to extract a, a fairly low percentage of it, which is then used to, used to create. So, this. so perception, um, as a measure of reality is at least fuzzy around the edges. If you would say that, uh, it only is incorporating 10% to 12% of the data, then, then I'm not sure Which, fuzzy is, but I'm not sure fuzzy is even the right word. I mean, where are you getting 10%? Well, this is just based on the amount of data they've calculated it would take to create the physical experience. If you were going to do a virtual reality to match this, yeah. in terms of its, its depth, its, its everything, uh, you would use X amount of of bits of information to do that, and we know that the human brain takes in a factor of about nine times that amount, uh, give or take. So, right. And so, it's taking in, it can process, and it's taking in data that it's not incorporating into this. Now, that's not to say that this isn't an accurate representation of what it is. I mean, who's to say? The brain is very advanced. The ten percent it could be taking out is might be enough to perfectly do the physical reality i mean you'd allow for that we don't know right, right. and so you know for 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 uh two hundred thousand years at least it's been working for us no it totally works and and we don't fall into voids that aren't there and and 
the, the thing to remember, though, of course, is we're doing this more as individuals, right? Because, of course, there's that range of 9 to 12%, right? So, right. so there's that separation in terms of individual realities, while at the same time all of these individual realities are sharing the same physical space-time. Right. It's important to note also. So there sure. is, and even the data of the way you're processing is probably part of that. Like if you and I are next to each other, we're each, we're each taking in all the data. We're each using about 10% to create. But who's to say that it's not part of the 90%, part of the whole, is your data as well? You we're using I mean? our eyes. We're using our ears. We're using our nose. We're using our, skin, our, our sense of touch. Our skin, yeah. Our skin. Right. Yes. And we're, we're both factoring in, yeah, memories, using, different things are being, yeah. And then we're interpreting with, yeah, using memories and and right. stuff that we've, you know, learned or experienced before. Sure. So, okay. I mean, they're they're building a mold of the fire truck, right? They build the fire truck with a blueprint, right? I mean, yeah, and it, it works. comes by. It comes by, and we both see it. You know, hey, we got machines on Mars. There's machines on Mars showing us stuff. Yeah. I mean, we put one there. We had to use some reality to do that. It's a pretty precise reality. Okay, so then, so then reality is a fixed thing. But now let's take another scenario. Okay. okay. Not a not a rover not a rover on Mars. All right. Instead, we have a we have a dark we have a dark uh, city street late at night. Okay. Okay. And we have, and we have an individual individuals approaching each other from a distance on the street. Yeah. Right. So we have two realities at play, right? Okay. One one uh, uh, perceiving the other approaching, and the other doing the same thing. The other doing the same thing. Now, depending on on who those individuals are in this equation, kind of depends on the realities. In, in right. And maybe the street light is uh, behind outcome, one and, and not the other, and, right? And not the other, and the outcomes. And now here's a third individual, and, and it's a it's a, a police car, let's say. Okay. We have, we have three we have three realities, and we have. I mean, there's a lot there's a lot there's a lot happening here. A fire truck isn't right. just a fire truck to everybody, you know. Um, so it, it, it's uh, <clears throat> I guess, I guess uh, so. Which is the real reality? I guess individual one, individual two, the fixed physical things they agree upon within the within those shared uh, shared different realities. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Right, and and in in a way they're all right, and they're all wrong to the point that they're perceiving at least slightly or maybe dramatically different realities. And you could do. Wrong. You definitely say incomplete. I mean, they're not. They're definitely not using all of the available data. You know, everyone, everyone's humming along at about twelve percent. Let's say. All right. So, <laughs> so then it's it's um. I don't know. I think you start to think about reality in terms of like all of those different realities, which all seem somewhat valid. Yes. Uh, sure. Sure. I mean, they're using their eyes. They're using their ears, et cetera. So then reality as a concept would seem to be more of a fluid idea rather than a this fixed thing that we all occupy. Okay, now that we, we'd have to qualify a little bit more because 
Um, if what one is seeing, and it's different than what the other is seeing, can be purely for a matter of perspective. Um, so, so, so then I would say all of reality is eyewitness testimony. Right. And we know the validity of eyewitness testimony. Well, okay, so now that gets us to um, um, misidentification by courtroom witnesses. That kind I'm of just thing. Saying, I'm just saying, if you if you put people under under fault of perjury to, to to say what they saw, they're they're by and large they're not very good at doing that. Statistically, so, that seems to be the case. Uh, and 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 as time goes by, eyewitness testimony will tend to I will tend to, to carry less weight in a court of law. As time, it, you'll need more than just that. Later. Right, memory being what it is. Maybe not at this moment, but I think already it's it's kind of fringing up. It's not going to fend too many more washes. So, so I'm, I'm saying, you know, uh, what is what is reality? I'm saying it, it feels like it it's more of an agreed upon thing than than something that's as concrete and physical. Hmm. I'm saying I'm not saying it is that versus the other. I'm just saying the needle it does seem to kind of weight in that direction a little bit based on on what we've talked about. <laughs> so what what in a practical sense what what does that mean for individuals? Um, Don't trust your eyes. Well, I, I don't I don't know if trust is involved in any of it. I think if you understand that it's a perceptual thing. And it will be different for each individual. I think that that eliminates the need for that concept of trusting it or not trusting it. It is what it is. It's your perception of the moment. Right. Right. Um, so I think that would take some pressure off of a lot of ideas. I think. So we're dealing in the abstract at this point. Um, maybe not. I mean, maybe these are things maybe that you're stressed out about, let's say. Things, stresses you carry with you because of certain ideas that you hold. Oh, sure. Uh, I'm saying, could that be severely lessened looking, if you looked at reality as a little more of a, of a painting and an abstraction rather than some fixed thing? So, alright. So, the real problem with perceptions of reality that I have has to do with events that happen outside of your realm of vision. They're, they're stories that you have to rely on or not. Mm -hmm. For instance, well, they're, yeah, right. Antifa stormed the Capitol. Some people are actually lizards. Right, right. No, not people, but lizards. Um, I, I heard a guy on on the news, and this was he was speaking just the other day, um, wanting to uh, vote conservatives in. That uh, and so the interviewer asked him why. And he says, um, get those baby-eating uh, Democrats and uh, cutting their faces off. Uh, get them out of there. Um, he was from Alabama. That's why I did that, you know, 
that voice. But uh, it's the it's the it's the adrenochrome. <laughs> right, but right. It's, it's it's close. That was close. You know. Right, and so obviously he's never seen a Democrat eat a baby. Uh, no, he didn't even he say didn't he, he didn't even say that he'd seen a Democrat eat a baby. Right. But somehow he believes that. It's, sal- it's salacious. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's got that going for it. <laughs> Do you ever see They Live? The film They Live? Horror movie, John Carpenter's sometime in the 80s? <clears throat> yeah, I think so, actually. And I... not They Live. Yeah, they I live. believe... What was it about? Well, basically, well, well, the first thing of note is that Rowdy Roddy Piper was the star of the film. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I probably saw it, man. <laughs> well, it's an, it was an interesting choice because he was pretty much at the height of his wrestling career at that moment. It just seemed like a very odd choice for John Carpenter, who had some understanding of box office and different things. But it, and nonetheless, Rowdy Roddy Piper is in the film, and at some point in the film, he, he finds this pair of glasses in an attic. Uh-huh. And he puts sunglasses and he puts them on and he, and he realizes that, uh, there's aliens everywhere. There's spaceships, all of the advertising. If it's an advertising for Coca-Cola, it says, you know, reproduce. It just says in black and white. But when you put the glasses on, you can see reality for what it is. And there's alien, about half aliens, half people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. All right. Okay. I did see that. Anyway, so that's, that's the premise of the film. So I, it's, um, you know, I mean, I think we all have our own pair of sunglasses on, <laughs> and we see advertising in different ways, you know, and we know this because advertising is, is geared specifically for us uh, in a weird way, you know. So there's an understanding of that, that we all have our own personal little things, and sure, and, uh, we all have our own sunglasses on. Um there's a let's see. I, I think it's Missouri, the Show Me State. You know, they they're they're skeptics. They don't they don't believe it until they see it. But I had a um, a philosophy teacher who turned that on its head and said, "I'll see it when I believe it." And it seems right. that many like Anton Wilson, yeah. <laughs> uh, right? <laughs> uh, that that many people are prone to beliefs. And accepting it at his reality of things that they would like to be true. Um, so, did all those people see the Virgin Mary appear above the city and crying down in Buenos Aires or wherever that happened? Right. The, the, you know, the whole city of people saw the apparition. And, right. Uh, was that mass hysteria? Was it the sun in the clouds? Was it an underground gas leak? What was causing? everybody to share that hallucination. Right. Everyone decided they saw it. Is it a mass confabulation? Is it, did it really happen? Did, did the blessing really appear? Yeah, that's um, something they actually saw. They all saw it. I mean, the whole city saw it. So it's, it's weird. Did, they, did everybody want to interpret whatever phenomenon they did witness? They wanted that so bad that that's what it became yeah, but that's well that's that's the thing you want a control group you wouldn't ask just devout catholics but 
but the whole city saw it, Catholics and non-Catholics alike. And was it was it just the sun and the clouds, and it was just you know everything's random, and it, it really did look like her because of the way it, the way it was happening. And all of those I find to be more credible than the Virgin Mary appeared in the sky. Sure, as possibilities. But you know, and, like. People talk, talk talk about multiverse, and some people roll their eyes, and, and other people, you know, um, don't roll their eyes. But it kind of is sort of like that, not this idea that there's all these different universes, but there, there kind of is, actually, because there's all these individual instruments taking the measurements. You know what I mean? And yeah. your reality, your reality is your reality. Everything Everything is the same for you and I until something appears that's different for us. So is you know I mean? is interpreting reality just hopeless? Obviously not. We've got machines on Mars. Well, we have a very sophisticated instrument to do it, and and for whatever reason, that instrument is deciding to use like about twelve percent of the data, because maybe that's all we can handle. Maybe that's all is necessary for this part of well, it. Maybe a, that's I, you know, there's probably some reason why we do that. As one of the um, spokesperson at NASA, <laughs> NASA, right? <laughs> at, uh, explained to get that uh, Perseverance rover to land on Mars, it needed everything needed to be in place, one hundred percent correct. Ninety nine and a half wouldn't get us there. It crashed. <clears throat> it had to go exactly perfect. So. That was a hundred percent correct perception of reality there. So it's possible. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I mean, I, I mean, or or I mean, you know, still, you don't need a hundred percent for that. You just need you just need enough to get it done. I mean, I'm saying the nature of a hundred percent of what needed to get 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 it done. A hundred percent of what was needed was available. Yeah. Say. Yeah, um, you know, because because the truth of the matter is, that if you incorporated an extra thirty percent of the data into your reality, um, I think it's going to go far beyond leaves having a crisper appearance, colors being sharper. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of extra data. So I think there's a there's a structural nature to reality that's invisible to us. That's what I think. And if we use um, more of that data, it would be apparent. Right, and are, we have instruments that would indicate that. I mean, microscopes, telescopes, you know, are, give us more information than we would be otherwise able to experience. Absolutely, telescopes is a good one because because of telescopes, we're able to appreciate the existence of dark matter and and also the idea that it that it, it most of the universe is dark matter as opposed to matter. We, we, can Which, see, we can see dark matter affecting galaxies. We, we understand that it's much larger than what's physically here in the universe. So, and it's of course, an amazing concept. And, and it's kind of a general one too. Um, it's the matter that we can't see otherwise. So we can't see it. So that's a um, that's kind of broad. Uh, what is it actually like? We don't, we don't really know. We just know that it's there because there's of certain nothing broad, things. But yeah, I know, but there's nothing broad or hard to understand about something with gravity enough to suck galaxies 
out of their position towards another point. I mean, that defines dark matter. That is dark matter. Whatever it is uh, on a on a more yeah. I mean, whatever it is, if we got right up next to it, whatever that you know, we're not really sure what that would actually be like. Whatever it is, whatever whatever that thing is, you can call, you can give it any name you want, but whatever's producing that gravitational pull, we know objects have gravity. We know the larger the planet, the more denser. We know gravities vary between. All of this has been measured and is well understood. So to see that pull, I think, what is this one called? The, the flow, the dark flow, I think this one's called. Okay. Yeah, there's there's some part of the observable universe where all the galaxies are being sucked in to something that is outside of the physical universe. It's, it's, it's not in the background. Whatever that is, it's outside of the background radiation. Even. It's... Wherever you would say the universe ends, that's where this thing is, whatever it is. Uh-huh. It has enough, it has enough gravity to distort galaxies, not planets, pulling galaxies intact towards a point. This is dark flow. You know, this is something that's observed and there's, there's no, there really isn't a theory for it other than there's, there's something with a massive gravitational pull outside of where we can see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And outside where we can see is theoretically, but um, it's a it's a good theory that um, if if the universe is 14 billion years old and um, and we're seeing light um, from about 14 billion light years away, well, light couldn't travel to us from anything beyond that. So whatever's out there. We couldn't see it anyway. Yes. Whatever's out there, we can't see it. Yeah. But the galaxies can feel it, and they are being irresistibly sucked towards it. The only thing, the only term that has been used at this point is superstructure. Since, Since there isn't anything in the observable universe that size or with that much gravity, there must be something larger, some type of physical thing that's larger. Uh, to call it that gravitational pull. Okay. And that's what we're left with. Right. It's weird, right? It, it's, it's weird. Um, you know, physics, I love it. Um, so, and things we can't see or perceive have physical effects on that we can things that experience. we can see yeah. and experience. Yeah. So, that's something that applies to galaxies, but does it also apply to the things that live on the planets in those galaxies? Does it, does, does that, does, you know, that, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and, and that's, that's an interesting question. Um, perceptions of reality that have more moment, I think, for us are um, the realities that people accept socially here in front of us. Um, for instance, uh, Antifa being uh, the people who, who stormed the, the Capitol. Um, and, and we've got an interesting kind of um, timeline on, on that, well, preposterous uh, lie. Um, it wasn't even 2 o'clock in the afternoon on, on uh, January 6th um, when this right-wing uh, radio host named Michael B. Brown wrote on Twitter that... Uh, Rioters had breached the, the Capitol, and he immediately expect, speculated, uh, 
Antifa or BLM or other insurgents could be doing it disguised as Trump supporters, this guy writes. Um, and uh, he speculated that it could be psyops, you know. Uh, he doesn't have a large follower following, but um, another uh, conservative, you know, pundit, uh, Todd Herman, who was guest hosting Rush Limbaugh's show, much larger audience, and so just a few minutes later, he repeats this you know, baseless claim. Um, he he says it's probably not Trump supporters who would do that. Antifa, BLM, that's what they do, right? You know, and so over the next 12 hours, it's spread like wildfire, this this disinformation. And, of course, many people wanted to believe that. And so, um, you know, they're, they're, they're using qualifiers like probably and, um, you know, true conservatives wouldn't do that. And without... You know, um, you know, they're just getting further down that rabbit hole without a shred of evidence. They wanted to believe so badly that now that this riot was going badly and looked bad, um, they really wanted to believe it. Of course, um, no one who's been arrested has been associated with um Antifa, which there's barely anything really called Antifa anyway. It's this just general idea. Um, uh, what about the bureau? What about the Bureau of Land Management? Yeah, right. <laughs> rioters, rioters. It's what they do, right? <laughs> so, um, uh, let's see. Snopes debunked it on the same day. But the amount of uh, of tweets and um, followers and likes that that got was in the hundreds, where these other tweets were in the thousands of likes. And and of course, then it was picked up by um, oh, uh, you know, right wing um, people like Laura Ingram, Sarah Palin, uh, people in government like Matt Getz. Um, they're just going with it. Um, the, the claim that Antifa was involved. Um, and now it's part of the right-wing gospel without a shred of evidence. Um, perception? Reality? Reality? None. Shared space. Only a shared space. That's it. That's the only and, thing. And the, shared, and the things we agree upon and a shared space. That's it. Yeah. We both know what the MGM Grand in Vegas looks like. You pull up, it's big and green and shiny. Right. It looks different than, it looks different than all the other ones. It's just like a big, green, shiny office building. Right. Uh, you know, I know we, we I, I guarantee you, or the one that looks like a pyramid, Luxor. That's a better one, actually. You know that 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 looks like a giant pyramid. So <laughs> right. Luxor. I mean, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable with you describing to an alien that hotel, Luxor, and I'm comfortable with that we would agree if I, our descriptions would agree. 
Well, all right. So I don't think our descriptions. I don't think our descriptions would agree about everything. That shape is what we come together to agree to call a pyramid. Um, the color red, no matter what your perception of the color red is, we've agreed to whatever that color is that we all see to call it red. We might be seeing something a little bit different or a lot different from person to person, but we've all agreed to call whatever that color is red. Or we've all gotten really good at guessing correctly. <laughs> yeah, but, um, right. I, I know what you're saying, and, and I think that's kind of true, too. Um, there's other, um, well, we I don't know. Space. We share a space that is certain. Right. You know what I mean? We share and, a space. We can get on and some place. of this is just purely syntax. There's a word for what that shape is. That word is pyramid. Right. And so uh, people who uh, study study language and syntax, um, have have wondered what that does to um, what the word itself does to perception. Um, well, that's a very that's a very interesting point. I mean, you know, if <laughs> if you if you, there's everything that can suggest that if you have 50 words for snow in your mind, or you know, right, uh, you, your experience of it could be vastly different. Right. Um, yeah. You can you can see the the you know, the different types of snow that, you know, crusty snow, uh, slushy snow, uh, newly fallen well, not snow. Better. Uh, let's stay at the Luxor, you know, an evening on a craps table, rolling craps for a few hours, you know, the, the hustle and bustle, the sound, everything, the casino. You're talking about two vastly different experiences, depending, again, on the two different people that you stick there. You know? Yes. Yes, that's that's absolutely true. The space is there. It's locatable. It's a space. It's a physical space. Right. That's being shared. That's being shared, for sure. Um, dark matter is all around us. This idea that dark matter is something that's out in the universe is kind of misleading. It's it's here. It, it's, it's most of it. It's not and it outside would have, of the atmosphere. It's here. It's everywhere. It would have been difficult to understand until we had a, a concept that we labeled dark matter. Well, no, I mean, absolutely. No, yeah, well, there, there you go. There's the syntax. I mean, it's, it's, you, yeah. you have to have the words, you have to have the words for it before you can describe it. You know, like nobody thought much about air being anything at all. That's nothing, but it's not nothing. As you know, we later discovered that it's several different gases. Right. Um, gravity. Gravity. Nobody really thought about, you know, you know why do things fall. Um, you know, until you had a concept for, you know, what gravity was, and it being dis described by somebody. Well, Isaac Newton, of course. But. Right. Um, so yeah. Uh, it's like I won't. I, I don't see it until I have a word for it. You can't even think about it. In fact, 
with dark matter, you, you ha- even with the words, you can't see it. Right. But the words help you at least have form the idea of it. And, you know, the words and ideas of things you can see lead you to those conclusions. In this case, right. motion, the motion of objects uh, in space lead us to these conclusions. So everything builds off of everything else, what we agree upon. I guess what yeah. we're in a moment now, where the we're in a moment now, where the things that we've decided to not agree upon are causing serious, also measurable frictions. Uh, like between the, the right and the left. Yeah, sure, sure. Between the right um, and the left, between the government and people, between individuals. Uh, okay, so there's a there's an effort right now on the part of Republicans who are pushing this narrative that. The election was fraudulent and unreliable, and and um, there's a need to uh, oh, I love the word they were using, sanctify the vote. Several uh, right wing um, uh, Congress people, people in government, um, and you know, uh, people in media use that term. They want to they want to do voter ID laws. They want to um, Let's see. Um, they're really vague. Let's see. Who, who, uh, a Georgia State Republican, Barry Fleming, said um, he wanted to do our due diligence in this this legislature is to constantly update our laws to try to protect the sanctity of the vote. Um, and see who else used that term sanctity of the vote uh that's kind of a you know loose term um it's almost it's like a baby step away from purity of the vote and in georgia and in the south they're trying to um you know limit the ability of voters to get to the polls and they're doing it in districts that have higher black uh population um <laughs> Purity, uh, it, it almost looks like it's racial, what they're talking about. But they're not saying that. They're using terms like sanctity. And anyway, they want to, uh, well, clearly they don't believe in, in, in democracy. Um, some of them even say that. When, when more people vote, Republicans lose. And so that's why onerous uh, voter ID laws and, and, you know, that kind of thing. But it's based on the fact um, that they're saying that the the election was fraudulent when the reality is, um, by every uh, measurable standard, it, it's the most observed election in history. And not only in this country, but in the, probably the world. Um, I don't think the, the advent of social media, in particular Facebook, has necessarily... Well, all of them, but Facebook and Instagram, I guess. I don't think it's helped us uh, as we approach this situation. I think it, it's really polarized this up, upvote, downvote, yes, like, not like, you know what I mean, follow, unfollow, this idea of A, A or B, like there's only two choices for every problem. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's benefited us. I think it's, it's well, really, so like- really exacerbated polarization, I think. So I think it's like any tool, though. It can be used for good or ill. I mean, an axe can be a, a murder weapon or, 
you know, a building tool. It's, I don't think it was by design. I think this is an unintended consequence. And I think absolutely. it is a tool. And I think it, it has been beneficial. But I'm saying this is a, a, an externality. This is a, a, a little shimmy in the way the machine works that caused another problem. Uh, you see what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's A or B now. Like there's no C, D, or E choices. There's no, you know what I mean? Like, the, actually, the correct choice might not be A or B. It might be an amalgam of the two. We, we're not allowed that anymore. We have to choose A or B. Yes or no. Right. I mean, it's a useful tool, right. but because there's these corollary disadvantages that are so horrendous, maybe we got to pull back on its beneficial effect as well. Or remove the, I mean, figure out a way to fix it. I mean, look, we're not getting rid of social media, so we've got to figure out a tweak here. Sure. Know, there has to be some way to tweak this. Uh, and that's where we're at right now, the attempt. And, of course, there's declarations that um, that uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg is censoring us. And I hear that more from the right than I, but I hear it from the left, too, Um and um so you know that's that's people pushing back on any effort to correct the situation but i mean if he was doing that wouldn't he just censor that post as well I mean, <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i mean I we're in the middle he, of he, he, he and is it is it on him is it is it his responsibility or is it ours as as a society as a people as a community to to fix you know to make the rules but it or is it his? For he he built the thing. It would be very easy to flick a switch and then you see your post, but nobody else does. Yeah, well, um, or only a few bots, or I have no idea, or just make it look like your friend liked it. It would be easy. I mean, how am I able uh, to read that post? How am I able to read a post about how Bill Gates is the Antichrist? How is that getting <laughs> to me? Yeah, if there's this yeah, censorship. Yeah. If this is such a dangerous thing. Why, 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 why am I able to read that? Right. I mean, well, I mean, and Zuckerberg is just Facebook. The internet is giant. Who, yeah, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not getting it. I'm, 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 <laughs> yeah. It, it, what do we do about the internet? theories serve their own. So what does China do about um, about that kind of thing? They've got a pro-democracy movement that they've jumped down on with hobnail boots. Uh, in fact, uh, yesterday they arrested another um, another bunch of, of pro-democracy activists, um, and these are well, you know people. Look, uh, I sat in the airport in Beijing for you know twelve hours, so there was no internet. So that's how they're. That's how it works. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't um, convenient. Control the information. And then but the newspapers. We we've got oh, so our them. effort. Our efforts to censor Facebook uh, edge to that a little bit. You see the problem? Um, okay, the problem. Okay, so no yeah. one's telling you to. No one's telling you to get your information from Facebook. I don't see the problem. I really don't see the problem. But we're using the infrastructure that we've got, and that's the internet. 
And so you can look around Facebook for information. You don't have to get it from Facebook. Yeah, but it's still the internet, and there's still you're probably spending too much time on Facebook. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I'm I, what I'm saying is it's not just Facebook. There's um, other sites that are um, have a lot more disinformation than than Facebook does. What do you do about that? Uh, you're going to have to trust individuals to gravitate towards the truth. Ah, see? Uh, and I kind of do. I mean, I... You can't legislate it. I mean, that, then that turns into censorship. Right? And who gets to decide? That's the thing. And that's where I'm at. Obviously, democracy, um, you know, I, I can't say that in every case Republicans are, are wrong to, you know, antipathy to democracy, because... Clearly, there's some problems with democracy. Um, look at our last election. 74 million people believed a lot of nonsense and voted for, you know, this monster. Um, so you can say that people's judgment and their choices, um, not based on real good information a lot of times. That's democracy. Uh, however, you gotta ask yourself, what's better? Who do we trust to make those decisions for us and I don't I, I don't I don't have anything I don't come up with anything at all democracy is the best and I think it I think it I think you're you're right it, it does bend towards the truth but it takes a while well it's evolving I don't know truth I'm not I'm, I'm just saying it, it evolves towards what works and what it, it, and if it well work, and it, in, it, in, it, in a way I'm calling yeah, in a way, I'm calling that truth. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, what what were what survives? Excuse me, not what works. What survives? It gravitates towards what survives. Right, evolution and over time tends to resemble. It is the society evolves in the same way the individual species evolve. Yeah, yeah. What works? And 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 the the path of evolution is not a straight line, and it's not. It's 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 messy at times. <laughs> you know, sure, because what works for one group of people definitely does not work for another group of people. In fact, it severely disadvantages them. I'm thinking about pollution. I'm thinking about things like that. Right, and, yeah. And, you know. If your business is going to have to spend more money to um, ensure safe, um, you know, safe practices, um, you probably don't want to do that, even if there's a downside for, you know, people who live near your business. Right. Well, the cost to fix it, we'll probably pass that point anyway, but the cost to fix it, uh, it falls on the people that exist now and, and, you know, just our societies aren't set up that way. So this yeah. is, this is, this is where we're at and it's, it's not going to get better. And, um, <clears throat> you know, the only way it fixes itself is if very, very quickly, or, you know, something that without those externalities becomes more popular. And takes over quick, like like uh, solar power, something like that. You know, I mean, it's it's it own profit. Everything will be profit driven. So if there's a greater profit in doing it the right way, then then that's the way it'll happen. Yeah. So um, we're probably past that point. I think with, with uh, pollution, right? That's a um, deal already. What? What do you mean? The killing of the, the slaughter of the planet. 
Some people Frank think Patrick, so. Dude. Some people think so. Um, I, I think there's never a point where you can't mitigate the damage, though. Um, make it less. But, so. Well, my, my point was that, that evolution and its wonderful processes of creating the best surviving thing sometimes lets things get out of hand or lets, lets things be too successful, uh, which ends up causing a problem. So, sure, sure. The story is not written on us, and we're we're actively trying to move our eggs to another planet as well. So yeah, I mean, something so, has uh, has ha- is is uh, exploiting the environment so well that it overexploits, and ending in their own destruction. Typically, yeah, there's a culling of the population. Maybe we're not at that point, and maybe if we can have a sustainable society on Mars, solve that problem. Uh, right, right. So humans, in you terms can't of humans surviving. I'm saying, and there's yeah. no there's no upside to just throwing up your hands and saying, "Oh, it's too late. We're we're on. You know, let's let's just party on." You know, um, no, it's not too late. There's still time to set up shop somewhere else. Well, well there's still time there's definitely oh, is this, what yeah. Mars? <laughs> yeah, Mars. Exactly. Yeah, there's still time. You know, we just got to get it going. You have to start the process of terraforming and start generation. You got that. Space, time, space bubbles. Time for that. It's going to be space bubbles at first, but not forever. Yeah. And for a long time. <laughs> but, <laughs> but not forever. No, 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 no. They're going to be able to see it in atmosphere. You watch. You just need to start the process. You know. It's... um. It's 80 degrees below zero there, though. Okay. It, it's, I'm not saying it's, well, yeah, but that will change. We just need more gas in the air. We need to trap some sunlight. We need to do some different things. Right. Ter- the process of terraforming takes a long time, but it's not forever. It can be done. We can, And there's ways to accelerate it. You know, you can see. It, right. Wow, so it won't take millions of years. No, it'll probably just take, you know, a few hundred thousand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Let's get right on it. (laughs) I'm not not saying it isn't going to be, it's going to be a long time before you're picking a lemon, but I mean, it'll it'll happen. It'll happen at some point. (laughs) You got to do it. You have to do it. There's no not doing it. You know, it has to be done. Sure, I, I, yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. But I think for it the next, it has to be done, James. It has to be done. It's not like it, for, this would be a fun yeah, thing sure. To do. It has to happen, otherwise, sure, you're not going to survive. That's it. Well, okay, but I, I'm more interested in the next two, three hundred years here on this planet because that's all we got. We're in borrowed time. We're in borrowed time anyway. That rock's coming too. Sixty-five million years ago, it's coming. Gotta get it on. You know what I mean? It's gotta move quick now. Okay, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> we might not have, we might not have a few hundred years. Really right. right. So there's two things about that one. People are working on that. However, Absolutely. however, you have to act as if that's not happening. Um, you gotta look yeah, at it. I don't think you, I don't we, we gotta have I don't it. I think you can, yeah. Uh, because, oh, I mean, I the, the entire stri- destruction of the world, um, you've got you've to live as if that's not a thing. 
while simultaneously preparing for it. While simultaneously doing what you ever science can can think come up with Whatever to avert it. No cost is too great. Make it happen. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, look, does, that, does that sound like a dichotomy? <laughs> well, no. Uh, you know, look. If you trust people. Information, right? If people had more information, the right information, that they can make better decisions. Are we allowing for that? Data, yeah. Okay. That's or what got us to Mars. Process. Well, not only data, but the ability to be discerning with data. Sure. Sure. And the ability, the ability to learn new things. A reverence for that. Even. Yeah. Uh, so these are all things that can be taught and need to be taught in school. Like from the very beginning. Absolutely. You only need one generation. What did Khrushchev say? You need one generation and I'll have your country or something. Is that when he was pounding on it with a shoe yeah, on the podium? Yeah, I think when he was pounding on it one generation and I'll rule this country. But, so, but it's true, though. If you, if you just started en masse uh, teaching everybody that way, then, you know, over time, within, within two generations, you'd have it. Right. Yeah, I don't, know if, <laughs> I don't think what Drew Khrushchev was talking about actually happened, but um, well, it can work either way. I mean, look you, for for a whole for a whole time period, we taught kids to hide under the desk, right? For fifteen right. years. So those are all old people now, and they're still hiding under the desk. Okay. Yeah. So there it is. Well, instead of teaching them to hide under the desk, let's spend 20 years teaching them to what? Question the idea of death? Or <laughs> figure out how to, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't, I'm not an educator. I don't know how to do it, but it should be a, an effort. You have to fix this with kids. With everyone alive that's, that's over the age of, I would say, 10 years old is finished. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're done. We're all done. We process the way we process. We're into an A or B reality. That's we're finished. We can't consider C. Nuclear war, or not, or not. Um, Every war thing is yes or no. War at all. You know, welfare or not. Missiles, yeah, missiles or not. Death penalty or not. Abortion or not. So we were speculating about the strike in uh, in Syria on uh, Iranian forces and whether or not that was um, in protection of, of American forces. Apparently, it was in reali- uh, re- a retaliatory um, uh, attack for um, an attack that had already been made by these forces. And uh, so Biden says it was measured. Um, it was intended to de-escalate the situation rather than escalate the situation. Um, and I, I don't have any reason to doubt that, except that <laughs> uh, whenever uh, governments use force, they usually, you know, couch it in the best terms possible that are quite often not. Accurate. Well, hostilities with an individual are usually uh, do usually slow down after you rocket that individual with that. Individual. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Um, 
the problem is we found that when a rocket hits, you know, it seems to inspire other people who had nothing to do with anything. And right. Just happened happened to be there that day. Right. You know. So that there's a problem with missiles. That's the problem with them is that they're not specific enough. What was it? Um, was it was it was it Gandhi who said an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind? Um, I think yeah, but I think he's wrong because there'll be a huge period where people have one eye. You forgot to, it's a long period. It takes, people, you know, it takes time. Right. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm agreeing with you. I'm, 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 I, but I'm stopping really short, just short of being, um, too critical of that one incident. Um, on the part of, of, uh, the new administration. Um, I'd like to see the stimulus thing done as quick as possible. Just talk about yeah, one point nine so trill. It'd be it would be nice to see that get wrapped up in the next few weeks. Uh, um, I I feel confident about you know most of it. Um, parts of it are are in trouble apparently. Um, a, a a judge just ruled. That to be, you know, the the budget part of it um, can't pass with a simple majority. It's got to be that uh, super majority, sixty uh, plus. Oh, great! Yeah, right. Because it's budgetary. Okay. However, most of it, most of it can. So. Um, So right, I, <laughs> it's well. There was a time. Well, no, because look, there was a time on the internet where every one of these things involved pork belly and give and take, right? Yeah. So, oh, right. So we got to. We have to include some pork for the right. Oh, we got to include some pork for the left. There was a there was a give and take along the middle, mm-hmm. and they traded pro. They were trading programs, and they got things through. So. A, a or B has now robbed us of a very important function of government. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really operate this way. It's not designed to operate this way. And the, the, the whole filibuster thing, um, doesn't even come into the, into, you know, the, the government until, uh, like 1813, something like that. Um, the Constitution doesn't have the filibuster. It's just got simple majority in Congress for stuff. Um, that's that comes later, and it was uh, you know it was um, to allow debate on things, and that's basically how it starts. Uh, this whole supermajority is such an arbitrary you know thing, and has has served to prevent good stuff. From happening, possibly bad so stuff. Basically, the way this works is they deny it. Uh, it goes on for a few weeks. A lot of grandstanding on both sides, and finally he does something through emergency uh, executive order, uh, so that the government can function. Right. And then, uh, and then he gets blamed for that. Um, right. It's the same playbook, right? Run up the yeah. tax cuts. Wait till a Democrat gets in office. Blame him for the debts. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's that's 
standard operating stall procedure. Every, stall everything he can do to fix it and then repeat. Mm-hmm. You know? What Reagan did. Um, Bush two. Bush two. Okay. Bush one did not. Bush one. Um, he was. He raised the taxes and 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 suffered from read my lips uh, for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Bush two. Well, they went right straight back to Reagan's deficits don't matter. Right. Trickle down. The Democrats will fix it. Yeah, and they do. And they do. <laughs> That's what Obama did for the Bush stuff. That's what Clinton did for the Reagan stuff. And that's what Biden is in the process of trying to do. Yeah. Although it's it's different now, though, because we need stimulus. We need we need some spending to you know get us out of where we're at. Which will it'll all come back. You know, the very first thing that happens is it all gets deposited back into the bank. So that's the first thing. What happens yeah, right. Every That's every absolutely movie. true. I mean, I don't know what they're worried about. As uh, what, what was it? Will Rogers said, uh, you know, fat cats uh, shouldn't worry about it because they'll if you if you give it to the little guy, he'll you know he'll put food on his table. But the fat cats will have it by evening anyway, and they'll have it yeah, back. They'll have it all, have it all back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It really is. It really is because we're back to perception. It's all these perception. It's never. How do you know what you know? By what you see, and why? How do you see what you see? By what you think you know. (laughs) (laughs) You you said that exactly right. What you think you know. (laughs) I mean, that's it. You know. Well, and that's why the most important question is epistemological. How do you know what is true? By what method do you determine? And um, no, I mean I think the bigger moment is, and then what? Now that you now that you have identified why you think the way you think, what do you think about the what, what you think? <laughs> Well, right, and then what policies will you foster? And how militant will you be about those policies? I mean, I don't know. I think you got to take the – it seems like when you start considering reality and the nature of it, you have to ease off a little bit on the controls, I think. Yeah. In terms of of the way you're weighting your own thoughts is is the other way. You know, um, right. Forget the deal with the ability to change your mind. What about the idea of having an opinion? Even? Just be a little, uh, a little more humble, a uh, little humility about doubling down on what might be true and what might not be true before you go breaking into the capital. What do you? What, what do you think? I don't. I'm. Not, I'm not at the stage where I'm thinking yet. I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out how to process the information coming in. Well, and I'm I think trying, you're right about, and then yeah. that's where, I think that's where the, uh, the internet has come in. Uh, people know enough more that they've formed harder opinions. And yet, the, so much disinformation that a lot of what they think they know 
is is completely and utterly false. Well, and that's what the internet's teaching us over and over again: is that we don't yeah. know. <laughs> There's new information. We shouldn't we shouldn't use that as a concept anymore. That's we're done with knowing. So, and I, and I thought that a few people that you know this this dip after the election and after you know Biden came in and after Trump was gone and he wasn't we weren't hearing from him too much for about a month um, that it seemed to be fading. But I don't know the CPAC thing with. Um, I don't know. It seems like it's maybe coming back up, and like, Trump's talking know, about twenty. A bunch of Christians standing around that gold statue of Trump. <laughs> I, I saw one picture was, and he probably was joking when he did it, but he was on his knees and he was doing the salam, salam with his arms outstretched, and you know, um, wow. I'm an atheist, and even I know that's wrong. Right. The Bible is very specific about this. Well, uh, uh, it's the first, James, it's the first commandment. It's the first commandment. No other idols before me. Do not create anything that draws worship from me. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't you dare do that. That's the first. Okay, let me write down a list of things here. To, the, to guide these these creatures. Okay, what's the most important thing? Okay, he's right. God says I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I'm a jealous God. Right. That's the first command. Even before killing somebody, don't fucking make anything that draws worship. Right. For me. And there they are praying old statue. They, this this thing is. And they're Christians. It's idolatry. <laughs> okay, it's idolatry. So it's, one thing that's been curious to me is, you know, of of the world's religions, it seems like Christians are the ones that are just really bad at it. It doesn't they matter don't, if you... It, they ignore their own tenets. <laughs> Look, it doesn't matter if you're doing it in the spirit of, you know what I mean? It doesn't... There's no, he doesn't, God doesn't say, uh, look, don't do this unless you mean well. Not, <laughs> you know, unless you think it's important, unless you, unless you think it's so important, do it. No. Don't, don't do it. Do not right. do it. Yeah, so right. Explain to me, explain to me how that is not idolatry. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be able to. <laughs> Looks like idolatry to me. I'm not, I'm well, not and a the learned way, man. I am not a learned man. Tell me. Explain to me how I'm missing the point. It doesn't matter. It's not idolatry. Is there some way to explain it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. Solid, uh-uh. gold, a solid, solid gold representation. Of an well, and, and so there's another. Okay. So look, a lot of people are really relieved that Biden got into office. But there's no golden statue of Biden. There's no Biden hats for as far as I'm aware of, you know, maybe there's a few, but nobody's putting, you know, flags on their front lawn. You know, Biden is, you know, God's chosen one. Um, the, you know, the, the idolatry is just not there for Biden. They're glad he's in, but the, the, you know, the worship isn't there. Okay. So the idolaters have figured out who their, their idol is and they cast him in gold. Got it. Yeah. And, and he's in 
American flag shorts and flip flops too. Below this is that. <laughs> uh, look, I'm all for your right to read the Bible, go to church, have that church not pay taxes, do all that. I'm, you know, have at it. You know what I mean? You can just we have that freedom here. You can exercise it however you want. But <laughs> you should at least try to follow it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, they're bad. They're bad at it. Um, you know, I, I can understand if it's the ninth commandment. You know what I mean? You know, you're, not <laughs> false, you're not bear false witness in a land deal between, you know, whatever the ninth one is. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's way down there at number nine, uh, bearing uh, false idols. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, oh, that's, it was. <laughs> ten is a huge list. Most people can only remember five to seven things. So, uh, ten is, it seems like it's more than, it's requiring more than people can do. Right, idols. Oh, right. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> oh, yeah, number ten, idols. That's <laughs> but no, number it's number one. one. It's the first one. And every story in the Old Testament is God being a mass murderer, killing everybody. Uh, for not following the thing. You know, right. Towns, people, individuals, it didn't, you know, all, the whole, whole testament, the old testament, the entire thing is God on a rampage. Right, Sodom and Gomorrah, gone. Uh, and then the entire world. <laughs> Except for eight people. That, how about all the kids that got tore up by those bears? Remember that one? 42 children. Yeah. yeah. Eaten by two she bears. She bears. She bears, yeah. <laughs> could be because they made fun of a guy being bald. Yeah, get away, old baldy. Yeah, it was a lot, the prophet Elijah. Oh, oh, really? Get away, old baldy. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? You'll be sorry you I said agree. that. <laughs> and, and here's the thing: morally and ethically, I agree with the Bible. I don't think people should make fun of people for being bald. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I really don't. But, I don't but, think it's but she bears. I mean, it does seem a little excessive. Uh, and what about all the innocent people that were killed during the flood? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that was everybody on Earth except for eight people. Every damn thing on Earth except for what they crammed into the boat. You know what I mean? <laughs> he was killing bugs. Tell me those bugs had any concept of what was going on when two of them got grabbed. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. All of a sudden, it started raining. There must have been termites um, in the wooden ship, though. I'm just saying, based on the story itself, this does not seem like an individual that you want to fuck around with when it comes to the commandments. The God of the Old Testament? Is that what you're talking about? That's what I'm saying. And, and now a learned uh, theolo- theological scholar would say, oh, yeah, but that's pre-covenant. So, yeah, right. You know. <laughs> Such good explanations for things. Pre-covenant, oh! It doesn't matter. Pre-covenant, <laughs> when, when Jesus brought the new covenant, it, it, it erased all of that. So, <laughs> you know, apparently God's sins were forgiven as well. So, well, that's how that works. I guess. I don't think saying, much about that anymore. Look, I'm going to have a lot more respect for your religion if, if you follow it. A good point. Um, that's it. I mean, and, I'm not trying to take anything away from you, but I'm just saying, you know, I mean, come on, give me a break. Well, if you're not going to follow it. Give, give me a break if you're not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm yeah, not going to take away your freedom. 
and they're not. So that's, there's that. And even the ones that really try, I mean, there's, there's so much variance, let's put it that way, between those that are really serious, you know, over here and those that are really serious over there. Uh, they can't agree. So there's that. If it's it true, it must have been the 580 rewrites. Right, <laughs> right. Um, and, and again, uh, I, I don't care if you want to be that specific and you want to follow a certain certain translation and this and that. I, that is on you, completely on you. Yeah, but but, but it, it is the first commandment. And so. and certainly, my probably somewhat cursory look at you know, a good number of the world's religions, um, I, I think the, the plainest message of love is in the Christian religion. Why are they so bad at it? Well, I mean, you're talking about post-covenant. That <laughs> must be it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they should disavow Silly me. <laughs> yeah. But um, pretending the Old Testament doesn't exist. Absolutely. Um, if they followed it, though, because what the, the post covenant's all about? What charity, right? Um, love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, love your neighbor. Okay, I think that's it. Good morning. Be that's good. Be good to those that despitefully use you. Okay, just be good. Just be good to people. Love each other. And uh, James, thank you. Good morning. Mandrake, thank you. Oh. Just yeah. I did it again. Yeah, you did. But I'm starting to like Mandrake, too. So. Mandrake's kind of cool. All right, we'll talk about that. Write us in. Write us at <laughs> all, um, all you fascists at gmail.com and let us know what you think about Old, old Testament jobs. Okay, yeah, I want to hear that. Okay. And uh, we'll let you know next uh, show. James, have a great day. You too. Okay.